Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Steeler Nation. I hope you've had a fantastic week. Today is another big day. Today is another game day as your Pittsburgh Steelers will take on the Jacksonville Jaguars in TIAA Bank in Jacksonville this evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, I'm your host, Daniel J., and this is State of the Steelers, where we talk about what is the current status of the Pittsburgh Steelers, where do they stand in the NFL and the AFC North, and we try to answer some of the tough questions. Today's topic is, is the Pittsburgh Steelers' future now? I believe, or I still think, you can hear the chance of Kenny, 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 coming from Akershore Stadium still. <laughs> what a debut. What a debut indeed. And I find it kind of funny that the, um, I guess the temperature of the fan base is kind of changing a little bit. You know, I wrote an article for Behind the Steel Curtain not too long ago referencing the possibility that Kenny Pickett should have to start for the Pittsburgh Steelers early in the 2022 season. Now, I still think that the Pittsburgh Steelers come week one against the Cincinnati Bengals are going to go in to Cincinnati with Mitch Trubisky as their number one quarterback. But with that being said, I do think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have give every opportunity to Kenny Pickett to show what he has in stadiums in an NFL setting to determine if he'll be ready to go at any point during the 2022 season. You know, Mike Tomlin came out earlier this week and basically confirmed that tonight's game will have a uh, Mitch Trubisky 
starting with the number ones. Uh, Kenny Pickett coming in with the number twos. And number three would be uh, none other than Mason Rudolph. Now, <clears throat> with that being said, you know, there's been a lot of talk that perhaps Mitch Trubisky shouldn't start this game or or should sit out that he, the Steelers saw what they needed to see in him in week one, and I don't think that's the case. Mitch Trubisky wasn't out there with the ones, quote unquote. You know, out there, well, lack thereof on the field was Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. I reckon to argue that Mitch Trubisky wasn't playing with the full ones. And given the amount of players that were out due to in, in the skill set position, um, this was just a glimpse at what Mr. Trubisky can do. So if the Pittsburgh Steelers fully intend on having Mr. Trubisky come in week one, then he needs to build some, some chemistry with his first team offense. I anticipate Mr. Trubisky playing more than a quarter. I anticipate him playing roughly about four, maybe five series, depending on how the offense does. <clears throat> and the reason behind that is he's new to the team. Yes, he has a, a, uh, a resume of being a pro quarterback, but at the end of the day, he hasn't started a professional football game that counts in over 20 months. And with that being said, he needs to, you know, catch up to the game speed as well and be familiar with this team and the players that are on this team. In my opinion, if we start to pull snaps and potential game experience when it doesn't count away from Mitch Trubisky, it's going to hurt the Pittsburgh Steelers when it does count. <clears throat> well, that being said, in my article, I wrote that the Pittsburgh Steelers were not a team that will, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not going to sacrifice the potential outcome of a season uh, for to teach a rookie quarterback or have them sit. I believe if that quarterback is the best option for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steelers are going to move forward with their best option. And I think that's what they're trying to see at this point. You know, Kenny Pickett checked off the first um, the first check mark that he needed to cross. He needed to go in and show that he can do the fundamentals, do the basics, and run a basic offense. Nothing too complex, nothing too crazy, and show that you know he can be above the line amongst a setting where he should be above the line. He should. He is the twentieth overall pick, the first quarterback selected in the uh, twenty twenty two draft. He playing amongst third stringers. He should shine. So he checkmarked that box. The next one, as Mike Tomlin alluded in his press conference, it's time to see him in a more varsity setting, see what he has. I don't think that this means that Kenny Pickett may have taken over the second spot behind Mitch Trubisky and jumped Mason Rudolph. Mike Tomlin just simply said he's new to the Pittsburgh Steelers and they want to evaluate him. They know where Mason Rudolph is. You know, even if Mason Rudolph were to have had a, an amazing game, which I don't think he had a bad one, but let's just say he would have had one that was amazing above the line, scored multiple touchdowns during his uh, time on the field. I do not anticipate 
given what Kenny Pickett did at the end of that game, that he would not be playing with the twos at this point. I think this is what was part of the plan to see if Kenny Pickett surpassed the first test, which was getting through and shining with the threes, then he was going to give the opportunity to be with the twos. Regardless of what any other quarterback did on the field that day. Now, it feels like the future is now. It feels like this kid potentially can take this opportunity and and move forward and pass Mason Rudolph and potentially even push Mitch Trubisky. Because at the end of the day, let's face it, what has Mitch Trubisky done recently, and especially in a league um, built for what have you done for me recently, where all he's done is back up um, Josh Allen for the last season and was in and out of the starting lineup the season prior with the Chicago Bears. I don't ent- I don't believe that Mitch Trubisky has put out there enough to be handed the job. Now I do like I said I do think that it is his job to lose. I don't anticipate the Pittsburgh Steelers wanting to go into the AFC North defending champions house and on the road and, and and subject a rookie quarterback to a great defense that the Cincinnati Bengals do have, or at least had last season, you know, the first, you know, home away games for the Pittsburgh Steelers <clears throat> is two divisional games, one against the Cincinnati Bengals and the other one on a short week against the Cleveland Browns. Now I understand that the Cleveland Browns are going to be handicapped without their, um, quarterback Deshaun Watson as he has been suspended for 11 games and he won't be participating in the first game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I understand that they aren't going to be to full strength, so to speak, but it is still a short week. It's still against an NFL team. And I don't think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to want to subject their rookie quarterback to such a uh, adverse situation, even though their coach loves players that laugh in the face of adversity. The following week against the uh, New York Jets, coming on a mini buy, so to speak, given the fact that they had a short week against the Browns, I honestly f- see that as the first opportunity for Kenny Pickett to start. I think that at that point he's had a full offseason, a full training camp, preseason, and basically a month in the regular season to prepare for regular games behind Mitchell Trubisky. In my opinion, that is the first time that we see Kenny Pickett or the first opportunity to see Kenny Pickett if Mitchell Trubisky is struggling or doing average. I feel that if the uh, if the performance of Mitchell Trubisky on the field is about what the Steelers expect to get out of Kenny Pickett to be about the same, I think the Steelers go with the young guy. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is one thing that I've talked about a lot, they um, – are creatures of habit. Coach Tomlin's a creature of habit. He's done things routinely the same. And in 2019, because the Pittsburgh Steelers were in contention of a playoff, uh, you know, playoff run, he benched a first round graded quarterback that they took in the third round of the season before in Mason Rudolph for a undrafted uh, free agent rookie quarterback and duck Devlin Dodge, a duck Hodges, a quarterback who was a camp arm that season. 
he was a rookie. The development and the uh, experience to develop Mason Rudolph, somebody that the Pittsburgh Steelers saw as a potential heir to Ben Roethlisberger, they pulled him after having a few games that were a couple games that were poor and below the line. So I don't anticipate the Pittsburgh Steelers going away from that type of um, mentality. If the Steelers are in it and they're competitive, they're going to put on the field the best players uh, that they feel are going to give them the best opportunity to win. That's why Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season. He doesn't play for the, for the draft pick the following year, so to speak. But, you know, speaking on Mason Rudolph and articles that I've written for Behind the Steel Curtain, I wrote another one not too long ago. I believe it was on the six referencing Mason Rudolph as the most hated man in Pittsburgh. And in the comment section, again, <laughs> I took a little bit of heat. However, I didn't mean that the, the fan base hate him, but he receives the most hate. And when he walks onto the field, onto the stadium, in the stadium, I'm sorry, and he's getting booed before taking a snap, or even worse, getting booed when it wasn't for a play that wasn't his fault, when his left tackle is getting absolutely torched and causes a strip sack and he's getting absolutely booed, that is receiving hate. You know, I talked about him being the most hated man and and gave out my reasons. And I, I highly recommend you guys go back and and read those articles. Um, go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your, your one-stop shop for, for Steelers news and coverage. And, and you'll find the Kenny Pickett article I wrote where I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers will give him every opportunity to be a starter. And also on Mason Rudolph being the most hated man in Pittsburgh. Now, if you read the article and not just go based off the title, you'll see that I, I, for one, don't hate Mason, and I'm looking forward to him having a successful career, whether it's in Pittsburgh or, or elsewhere. I think he's a good, solid kid. He stayed out of trouble, and, and he's tough. He's taken a beating physically and mentally and, and, and is still trying to uh, benefit this team in a positive way and, and be, in a, be in a position or a place to, uh, to give victories for the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though the fan base is pretty much turned on him. Now, there's a lot of rumors going out that he should be traded. And as of Thursday night, he has not been. However, and Thursday night is when this was recorded. So, But however, earlier on this week, Andrew Filippone tweeted out that a ex-NFL GM had basically all but reported to him or stated that Mason Rudolph would be traded to the uh, Detroit Lions by the end of the week. Early, um, later on in the week, earlier this week, General Manager, General Manager Omar Khan uh, was a guest on the Pat McAfee show. And when he was asked about the possibility of a trade in the quarterback room, alluding to it being Mason Rudolph, Omar Khan's response was that he has no intention or the Steelers have no intention of trading any of the uh, quarterbacks in the room that they believe that the quarterbacks can contribute to the success of the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, a lot of folks and a lot of GMs or 
sorry, a lot of fans and a lot of talking media guys are saying that the Pittsburgh Steelers should trade Mason Rudolph for whatever they should get, whatever they could get, whether it's a fifth round, a sixth round, and maybe even release him. What I don't understand about that is the fact that Mason Rudolph is, is a cheap quarterback right now. He's a solid QB with a winning record in the NFL, and he is not in some kind of contract dispute. He's on a one-year contract deal that's inexpensive and not one that the Pittsburgh Steelers cannot pay for. It would be smart to have him on the team, um, even if Kenny Pickett jumps him. You know, moving him to the third third as the third QB on the, uh, on the roster isn't a bad thing. He can be in a situation where if there's some type of – COVID situation that comes out and we need a quarterback to step in. We're not pulling somebody off the, off the street, so to speak. We have a quarterback who knows the offense. Now, you know, everything has its price, so to speak. And when it comes to a price for Mason Rudolph, a lot of the media or the, you know, the talking heads and the, the fan base are all kind of alluding for a fifth or a sixth just because the Steelers got a fifth for, for Dobbs a season ago or in 2019. I'm sorry. Now, the reason why I think the Pittsburgh Steelers might not go for that if offered a fifth round pick is I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mason Rudolph, and even myself think that Mason is a starter capable quarterback in this league. Maybe not for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but for many of the teams that are out there, the Seattle Seahawks, the New York Jets, and their current situation, Mason Rudolph can step in and be an asset for those teams. Now, if he leaves next season um, as a free agent, the following season, the Pittsburgh Steelers could potentially get a uh, comp pick out of that, depending on how much he plays that following season and and, and there are some other like rules and litigation that go along with that to determine um, which or what round of draft pick the Pittsburgh Steelers would get from him. But the possibility would be of one, maybe perhaps a fifth round or a fourth round draft pick, given the fact that, in my opinion, I think Mason Rudolph as a free agent is going to go and find himself in a position to compete for a starting job. And if he can find himself on the field as a starting quarterback in the NFL for a significant amount of time, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to get a comp pick out of that. And if the Steelers are going to trade Mason Rudolph, it would have to be equivalent or better for that comp pick. Now, like, as I mentioned before, some of the things that are attractive about Mason Rudolph is that he's cheap and he's on his last year. He's not asking for a contract extension. So, Potentially, some of these teams can come in and see Mason Rudolph as a possible um, solution for their team this year on a prove-it type deal. And then if he does exceed or play better or above the line that what he's played with the Pittsburgh Steelers up to this point, and they want to extend him, they can. And if he shows to be similar to what he has been, then the teams can let him go without having you know lost much more than a fourth or a third round pick. And I think that's what the asking price is going to be for Mason Rudolph, a third or a fourth round pick. I think that's where the conversation starts, because as I mentioned before, he's not an expensive guy to keep on the on the team. He's not a disgruntled guy. He's not brought drama to the to the team. He's not brought um, negative off the field. 
attention to the team and to the players. He had the situation with Miles Garrett and the helmet and the potential, you know, accusations that Miles Garrett had claimed against him. But outside of that, Mason Rudolph has been a uh, an admirable player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not worth perhaps maybe what you could get from him later on. Well, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I get back, we're going to talk about another player and a couple of other players, but another player more important, uh, focusedly uh, on one player, so to speak, who is a little bit different than Mason Rudolph in the aspect where he's kind of put the attention on himself with some of the things that he has said this offseason. You don't want to miss it, so please stay tuned. We'll take a quick break, and I'll be right back. Hey, look at that. You stayed. <laughs> well, welcome back. Thank you. This is part two of State of the Steelers. The future is now. And we're going to be talking about a player who's kind of put himself in the wrong light, so to speak. But before we get into that, I just kind of want to remind you guys to go back. And we've got so many other podcasts that come out throughout the week uh, referencing, covering the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have your just ride, your let's ride with Jeff Hartman, your stat geek with Dave Schofield, bad language with Brian Anthony Davis, and so much more. So wherever you find your podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast here, please give those guys a listen to as we give out a podcast every single day, sometimes more than one. We are your one-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers news and coverage. So Devin Bush, Devin Bush, he's in the media once again, this time talking some craziness again. Uh, when asked if, you know, he sees himself or this season as maybe perhaps the last season with the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, his response was one that was concerning. He stated something to the effect like, well, it's a business and we'll see, and I'm still going to be in the NFL and a bunch of, you know, talk that isn't what you expect out of a Pittsburgh Steeler. You know, when you listen to a bunch of these uh, or many of the players that come out and talk, whether it's in the press conference or, or you know, on, on different podcasts that are, you know, when they're guests on different podcasts or whatnot, you hear Tomlinisms coming out. And that is because these guys are buying what Coach T is selling. You know, when you hear a player talk about the nameless gray faces or, you know, it's a five-star matchup because we in it, things of that nature, those are all part of Mike Tomlin and what he is selling to his players. And when you hear Devin Bush talk about swimming in the comfort of his accomplishments when he spoke earlier this year, talking about he is a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, and that is something that you cannot take away from him. I don't like it. And now talking about, you know, the NFL being a business and, you know, he'll still be in the NFL next season, regardless if he's a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers or not. 
all that is is telling me that he is swimming in the comfort of his accomplishments and the knowledge of him knowing that he has a backup plan, regardless if the Pittsburgh Steelers want to keep him or not. And that's not what Mike Tomlin preaches or sells. Mike Tomlin coaches, preaches, sells the exact opposite. Not to swim in the comfort, not to seek the comfort of their accomplishments. And it's starting to make me question Devin Bush's heart. Is he in it? Does he love the game? And when you when you pair it up to some of the uh, the film that's been out there, it's hard to not fall under that narrative or fall into that narrative that Devin Bush just doesn't want to be here anymore. It's coming to a point where I'm wondering when you have players like Mika Fitzpatrick, who's buying into what coach Tomlin is saying. Yeah. Players like Najee Harris, who are trying to be the next leader on the D uh, on the offense. And you have Cam Hayward, you know, a staple point on the defense, TJ Watt, the reigning defensive player of the year. Devin Bush was the green dot guy this past, you know, preseason game while he was in the game. He was the leader of the defense. Do you want the leader of the defense not buying what the coach is selling? It's going to come down to a point where Devin Bush could be a distraction. Could be a toxic player in the locker room. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers are trying to do something special every single year, but this year is the year they're trying to do it all, just like they do that every single year, of course. But when you have somebody in such a pivotal position having such a weak mindset, it's concerning. It's concerning about as becoming a distraction. Are the other players now going to have to answer questions because of Devin Bush's comments and his play on the field? You know, he's had the excuse that last season Tyson Alu-Alu went down. Uh, there was no the, – the run defense up front was poor. Last exhibition game, the excuse was out there that, again, Larry Ogunjobi was out. Cam Hayward wasn't in. T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith were out. Miles Jack was in there, and he he seemed to play just fine. I am extremely concerned with Devin Bush and his, you know, his plays, performance, the statements that he's making. This upcoming game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Larry Ogunjobi's not going to be playing. Cam Hayward had a uh, ankle rolled up in practice earlier this week, so I highly doubt he's not he's going to be playing. Martavius Adams has been dealing with an ankle; he probably won't be playing. Alex Highsmith hasn't come back since dealing with a rib injury. I highly doubt he'll be playing. Now, Coach Tomlin said anybody that is healthy will be likely to play in this game. So I anticipate potentially T.J. Watt making his presence known on the defense for at least one series and probably only one series. So Devin Bush will have T.J. Watt in front of him for, for, for a series. But outside of that, he's going to be – behind a uh, defensive line that is not one that is expected to be our starting defensive line uh, this upcoming season. And he's going to have to play above his line to make up for 
the inabilities of the defensive line in front of him. Now, winning cures a lot. So if Devin Bush can get out on the field and with his play cause some victories by causing some splash plays, making some tackles, putting his face in the pile, so to speak, then, of course, all will be forgotten and forgiven. But to have these type of comments after performance that he's had, it is way too concerning for me. There's been a lot of talk that maybe perhaps the Pittsburgh Steelers should go out there for a a different middle linebacker, potentially trade for uh, Roquan Smith, uh, the Chicago Bears, who has recently shown his displeasurement for being with the Chicago Bears and has requested a trade. I think that if Smith could find himself on the Pittsburgh Steelers, that would be amazing. Um, I don't know what the Pittsburgh Steelers would have to give up to get Smith. Perhaps, you know, for those that are thinking that the Steelers should trade Devin Bush, well, the Steelers don't want him. The Steelers see the uh, disruptive behavior that he or or comments, at least, that he's making and the lack of performance on the field. I'm pretty sure the majority of the teams in the NFL that would be willing to trade for him are seeing that as well and might take advantage of a first-year GM or try to at least and offer something that's ridiculous for him. Yeah, Omar Khan has said as much as uh, as much as so as far as general managers in the league trying to see what they can do with him is when he was made his appearance on the Pat McAfee show. He made he hid no he kept it no secret that GMs were testing him, and rightfully so. They're gonna they're gonna check him out. They're gonna see what he got. This is his first year there. They want to see what buttons they can push and how far they can get away with things. But with that being said, I'm not sure he can get anything much for Devin Bush. The only thing he has going for him right now is the pedigree that he was a top 10 pick in the draft uh, several years ago. His performance post-injury hasn't been up to snuff. And these comments in the the off-the-field Twitter things that he posted out last season are concerning. And I'm sure these teams are seeing that and aren't going to give up much for Devin Bush. But with that being said, what I'm looking for also in this game, um, when it comes to the defense, that's a concern of mine, is the outside linebacker position. Uh, I believe T.J. Watt's probably going to make his Steelers 2022 debut this preseason game. However, I don't anticipate him playing much. Uh, Derek Tuska has been filling in for Alex Highsmith. Jannard Avery should be making a return this uh, for this game, so it would be exciting to see what he can do on the outside. As I believe that Derek Tuska and Jannard Avery are going to be our, our answer at the third um, outside linebacker position, unless the Pittsburgh Steelers make some kind of splash move after cuts. You know, think back to a, a Joe Hayden-style uh, move where maybe somebody out there releases an edge rusher or outside linebacker. That's um, not anticipated. And the Pittsburgh Steelers can get in there and swoop one up because I think that that's going to be a big hole for the Pittsburgh Steelers this upcoming season. Uh, TJ Watt checks himself out of games when he does not, uh, does not maintain a certain performance level. He is an elite high-performance athlete, and uh, 
and gives his all 100% of the time. And once he drops down below a certain level, he taps himself out of the game. That's going to leave some significant defensive snaps for a third outside linebacker. And I am concerned with who is on the depth chart. But like I said before, I think that this uh, roster for the 2022 season isn't yet complete. And I think that an outside linebacker is definitely something on the list to to grab before the start of the regular season. Now, so the last thing I want to leave you guys as far as um, what our topic is, is, which is the future is is here or now. And I want to leave you guys on a good note, too. And that's with the emergence of one George Pickens. What a performance. What a performance indeed. Uh, he showed his ability to catch the ball with his hands, great body control, toe tapping in the end zone, which, guys, by the way, that was an amazing throw by Mason Rudolph. I believe Next Gen Stats put it out there as it had less than like a 7% chance of completion and would have been ranked uh, like around the sixth of most improbable throws and catches out of the 2021 season. It was an incredible throw, an incredible catch. Uh, bravo. Uh, George Pickens deserves a lot of credit for being able to maintain his feet in bounds and, and catch that ball. But the the ball, the pass itself should get some credit. It was it was a great play all around. But outside of that, his he's already showing his physicality and the blocking, his ability to keep his body in bounds, not just in the touchdown pass, but he had another one where he was twirling around like a ballerina on the sideline and managed to make a first down catch. I believe it was Mason Rudolph that threw him the ball as well. I'm excited to see him with the ones with Deontay Johnson on the other side with Claypool in the slot. And I'm excited to see what kind of um, – Openings can come for Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and Pat Fryermuth as well. When you see, like, for instance, the Gunnar Ocheski uh, touchdown pass, you had the cornerback uh, and the safety, and he, I believe it was a linebacker as well, maybe it was a slot corner, all kind of keying in on George Pickens, kind of watching him. And he's already doing that in a preseason game without any type of formal game planning against him. Come the regular season, he's going to really make defenses focus on him. And that's going to leave the opportunities for great plays or big plays for Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth, even Najee Harris out of the backfield. You know, I, I truly believe that George Pickens is going to make defenses play a different way than what the Pittsburgh Steelers have been played against here recently. You know, with a quarterback that wasn't so mobile and had a declining arm, defenses weren't respecting a uh, double move or, or deep down the field plays. Uh, they were anticipating the short pass game and, and played the Pittsburgh Steelers as such. And it really also put a damper on the running game. With George Pickens, in my opinion, they're going to have to respect the deep throw and that's going to give an ample opportunity for Najee Harris to eat on the running game. It's really going to be a pick-your-poison type of situation with this offense, and it's all going to boil down to the gameplay of the uh, of the quarterback. And I'm excited to see how this turns out. I believe that this game tonight is going to be the tune-up game where you see the majority of the starters play, and I'm excited to see Kenny Pickett 
amongst varsity or more varsity uh, opponents. But George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, that Pickens, that Pickett to Pickens connection is going to be real, and I'm excited to hear more of it. Uh, the future is here, guys. It's, this is what we've been waiting for. Uh, this is the team that I believe that's going to be uh, m- making a push in the AFC North and the AFC f- for years to come, in my opinion. Uh, but with that being said, guys, that's all I have for you today. If you would like to have any comments or, or questions for the show, you can reach me at Twitter. My Twitter handle is at State of Steelers. I also do a uh, daily segment of Steelers news and coverage on my YouTube channel. Just search up State of the Steelers and you can find me there. Um, With that being said, guys, I appreciate all of you guys coming on board and listening to me. I look forward to uh, tonight's game and seeing what all these new stars are going to do in this lineup. With that being said, guys, I'm Daniel J. This is State of the Steelers and we'll see you next week. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.